Welcome to the Software Delivery Club podcast, where I talk to engineering leaders all about delivering and supporting production-grade software. My name is Richard Bowne. Welcome to episode 18. I've been trying to record this for the last half an hour or so, but I keep on getting distracted because new thoughts are popping into my head. I've been starting to read some articles that I've been writing on my own website, and I'd like to share some of those with you today in this episode. It's all about the reason that I'm doing this in the first place, the reason that I would like software delivery to become better. And hopefully I can contribute to this conversation through the experiences that I've had over my career. Let me show you what I mean through a little example that I've called a manifesto for better software delivery. Building, running and supporting software is hard. It's complicated for individuals and software companies alike. It's hard to build meaningful changes and deploy them whilst also supporting users. An increasing number of businesses are now actually at least partially also software businesses, energy companies, financial giants, insurers, retailers, all of them have a significant in-house developer population, numbering in the thousands or tens of thousands even. These companies commission, buy, and even build their own software. And these are not small or insignificant efforts. They are huge in many ways, interconnected through corporate IT as global IT infrastructure, and of course, websites where customers can buy things or they can interact with their accounts, again, makes purchases or get better support. Everyone on the boards of these companies should be aware that building and delivering software is a difficult, creative and fundamentally human process that they are undertaking. It's a complete mindset shift. It's a journey and it's often misinterpreted and underestimated. Existing accepted techniques of project management have evolved when dealing with more predictable, externally managed vendor-run projects. There is still the default corporate understanding for the way that we get things done. There is often, therefore, a disconnect when it comes to leading internal software projects. The expectation is that they will be run like external projects to potentially tight deadlines. No amount of agile training or being agile is able to bridge that gap in understanding. A new approach is needed. Additionally, there is a second problem, tools. Code has always been written, built, tested and deployed, and changes made incrementally. The current patterns of Agile, Lean, and DevOps are definitely not new. However, they make a big deal out of iterative development. The underlying principles of incremental building, automated testing, and even delivery have remained fundamentally unchanged for 40 or more years. The tools, however, are trying to accommodate ways of software engineering knowledge into project-friendly shapes and sound bites. We talk of sprints and time boxes like we know what they mean. The tools market alone is worth hundreds of billions of dollars annually in licensing and consultancy, and will soon, according to Gartner, reach over $1 trillion. All of these techniques and tools combined apply these fundamentally ancient principles in not necessarily compatible ways. It ends up becoming a mess not just for the project sponsors, but for all of those working on projects, simply down to the mess of tools and techniques which are overlapping each other. Crazily, most of these expensive tools like Jira, Azure DevOps, GitHub, GitLab, etc., duplicate or replicate each other's features, but they often don't work well together. Many businesses buy these tools in good faith, believing they will solve their delivery problems. They believe it will make delivery less error-prone, less stressful, more secure, more reliable, and while also making it easy to track projects. They often come away disappointed. In reality, while some tools help, and do provide an opportunity to increase quality and delivery speed. 
they often combine and compete with each other, and they impose incompatible ways of working, which in turn cause people to make workarounds. It's therefore insane to just buy a load of tools and think, job done, people have to use the tools. Therefore, it's good to understand, it's vital to understand. It's vital to understand that people create software, not tools. More thought should be given on how tools are deployed and integrated so that they don't become tools-driven process traps for people to work in. Proper planning and alignment between tool deployment and use can help significantly. Rather than relying on processes or tools, let's ensure that the whole organization understands that when it comes to building software, all bets are off. You've made fundamental commitment to something different to spend your time on. Consequently, let's make sure that everyone gets the support they deserve. Let's make sure that everyone enjoys building and deploying and supporting these unbelievably complex and abstract software constructions. Bring that level of joy and energy back into building incredible products. Connect the software engineer, the creative soul with an organization which requires something of them. And let's get the tools out of the way and back to being what they should be. Solutions to relieve us of the complicated manual processes and not self-justifying parts of the process themselves. This is Richard Bound saying thanks once again for joining me on the Software Delivery Club and I look forward to speaking to you next time. Goodbye.